I've been saddled with the task of trying to preach a Pentecost sermon about Pentecost in 15 minutes. So, so as most of you know, I talk fast anyway, so it's going to be like a fire hydrant today. So, no, but hopefully we can hang in there and get to where we need to get to. But uh, I, I believe we will. I believe the Lord's already been moving and we could, I don't know if we even need this sermon, but it's already here. So here we are. Yeah. Our series we've been going through over the last many weeks called Chasing Daylight. And our base sermon of a base uh, scripture, John chapter 9, 4 and 5. And just really, just seeing those pictures today made me think of the urgency. The urgency. As long as it is day, we must do the works of the one who sent us. Night is coming. When no one can work, while I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And ultimately, he tells us when he goes away and he sends the Holy Spirit, we are the light of the world. Work while it's still daylight, chasing daylight. We've talked about a lot of topics over the last many weeks. I'm sure you're just going to line up when you go home and go listen to all of them, I'm guessing. but, But if not... Today it's about movement. Chasing daylight is about movement. The Church of the Nazarene was a movement we talked about, but, but there's nothing like starting a movement on the day of Pentecost. There's nothing in the world like that that changed the landscape of history. But I want to say this before I get into the passage of Scripture we'll read, and, I'm, and I'll just give you a heads up. I'm going to skip around on the passage of Scripture in Acts chapter 2 just because of the sake of time. There's all kinds of things I could preach on inside of that passage of Scripture today, but we're going to focus in on just the few of them. But I want to say this. I, I, was, I gave my life to the Lord at 27 years old, and I grew extremely quick in my faith. And the, the reason people have asked me over the years, how did you grow so fast in your faith? And, and, I, and I do believe I tried to be obedient by what I knew. I truly tried to put what was, I believe God was telling me into the non-optional category. And through that, by the empowerment of the Spirit in my life, I believe there was an acceleration. So if you want to accelerate your growth and your faith, move things that you know God's already telling you. Don't even go looking for things that He might tell you. Just, just start stepping into the things you know He's telling you. That's what I love about what we're going to do over here today. You, you, the reality is, some of you are just doing that, going, I'm going to walk by faith. I don't even know what it means. I don't know where it's taking me. I don't know what, but I'm going to do that. I know that. I know that. The events in Acts chapter 2, and I, and I would encourage you to read it today on your own, if you would, or with others. was a moment that not only changed the life of the disciples forever, which is, if you read Scripture, it's obvious, but it changed the course of history, the history of this world we live in. I mean, the supernatural interrupts the natural. And Christ's presence, all of a sudden, can be made home in your life. And I believe that What men and women everywhere need is the ever-present Christ. One who speaks into our minds, one who speaks into our hearts, 
Today, every day, everywhere. We need, a, we need a presence not limited by miles. That's why it's so awesome being able to pray here today. Is that we're not limited. We're not limited by that. When Jesus was just with the disciples, and I say just, wouldn't that have been great? But you know what I mean by just? They were limited by wherever Jesus was. But he said, I'm going away and I'm sending you one. Then you're no longer limited by miles. There's a connection around the world. I mean, when I met Pastor Simone this morning, there's a connection. And I can't explain it. Our backgrounds, don't, I'm guessing, are not a lot alike. We don't have a lot to, to say, okay, I was born in Arkansas in a town of 400, and he was, uh, okay, we're probably not a lot. But there was an instant connection. And it's not Nazarene, so don't confuse that either, even though that's part of it. It is the ever-present Christ living in us. But the Spirit would also bring a mission. But it would also bring power. Acts 1.8 Most of you know it by memory, or many of you know it by memory. You, this is Jesus' words to His disciples, says you will receive power. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And this was no simple mission, folks. In fact, it's impossible. If you're naturally speaking. They faced intense persecution. And they were only armed, what I, and I'm smiling, I'm laughing. They were only armed with God's word, God's love, and the Holy Spirit. And you go, well, well, man, they were in trouble. No, no. That's all they had. They didn't have the government on their side. Some of them didn't have finances necessarily on their side. Or culture. But they changed the history of the world, and we are here today as a ripple of that. I hope we're a big ripple, by the way. <laughs> I hope we are. I hope we will continue to be. But Acts chapter 2, I'm, I'm, I'm eating into my minutes here. I better get going here. <clears throat> I, I already got off my notes once. Okay, here we go. If you, Acts chapter 2, and again, I'm, going, I'm saying to you, we're going to skip around. And uh, so, not skip around, but it's going to skip past just so we can kind of get into what I was wanting I feel like the Lord's saying today. So here we go. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the, as the Spirit enabled them. Jumping down to verse 14. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice, and addressed the crowd. Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me, ex let, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I have to say. These people are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No, this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days, and they will prophesy. Jump to verse 21. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will shall be saved. 
verse 32. God raised this Jesus to life, and we are all witnesses of it. Exalted to the right hand of God, he has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. For David did not ascend to heaven, and yet he said, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies a footstool under your feet. Therefore, let all of Israel be sure of this. God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Messiah. When the people heard this, they were cut to the heart. That's a good thing. And said to Peter and other other apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? Peter replied, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. The promise is for you and your children and all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. Amen and amen. Two things I want to just maybe briefly mention here to you. First one is this. What I love about this passage of scripture is Peter doesn't say, did you see the fire? He doesn't say, did you, did, you, did you feel the wind or the display of these languages? It's phenomenal, unbelievable uh, uh, happening right here in front of us where people were able to understand languages they shouldn't have been able to understand and they're hearing it in their own language. He, he didn't mention that. And I would say if you, Luke, as he recorded this, as this recorded, he just gives us the cliff notes probably. I'm sure there was other things probably said somewhere along the way, but this is what was recorded. And what I love about this, Peter's first main point here is not the particular form of how the Spirit was out, the outpouring of the Spirit, but the fact that the Spirit was poured out on all flesh. That's good news in this room. That's good news around the world. No longer just prophets and rabbis but sons and daughters older and younger not just the wealthy even slaves men and women would have the opportunity to know the fullness of the spirit the apostle Paul would later later teach he said by one spirit we are all baptized into one body whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we're all made to drink of one spirit. I don't know if you know this, but the Christian church was the first institution in history to bring together on equal footing Jews and Gentiles, slaves and free, men and women. That's something to be proud of in the right way, to be a part of a church that says we're all in this together. Galatians 3 says, neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. And I love, and I don't want to preach too much on it, so you you may walk out of here thinking I'm more Nazarene than I am a Christ follower. That's not the case, but I do want you to understand one of the reasons I am a part of this church is we were one of the first ones, along with the holiness movement that we were a part of, that recognized the spiritual equality of women. Some of our earliest preachers, preachers, And pastors and evangelists were women. We believe that the Scriptures, Old Testament and New Testament, recognize women in those roles. 
We realize also, and I would say around the world, we were in so many different places, that there are contextual scriptures also, but there's also contextual cultures around the world where it may not be wise. But I want to say this. We believe it is society, contextually, that oppresses women, not Christ, the Bible, or his church. But to come on all footing, no matter your creed, no matter your color, no matter your your gender, to come equally. He wanted to make sure that was known up front. Secondly, though, I'm not sure in order, but I'm going to mention secondly. He says, repent and be baptized. He didn't say, you're okay, I'm okay, we're all okay. <laughs> Amen. The, the word says 3,000 came. There could have been 15,000 if he had just not preached this message. But he was very clear. He knew that in a fallen world, that the call that Christ was bringing, because it just happened to him. He knew that this was a radical transformation. This wasn't just join a club. This was regeneration and transformation. And it wasn't going to come by some easy little message to go, hey, I want to join that club. But he knew repentance was the first step. Sin had to be called out. And if you think his was rough, Jesus' first sermon was, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Then what kind of revolutionary, what was so revolutionary about it was Jesus was saying, this is not about your ethnic group. This is not about your traditions. This is personal. It's you individually. What are you going to do with this? But let me say this to you. And I hope this is good news. And I do believe it's good news for the 10 that's coming today for sure. And I know for others. The Holy Spirit brings conviction, but he does not bring condemnation. Please hear me. He does bring conviction. It may bring you to a decision to have to do something, but he doesn't come with condemnation. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from sin. Freedom from undue burdens. Freedom from shame. Freedom from bondage. So when Jesus or his disciples are going around saying, for the, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand, they were not saying bondage, bondage, bondage. They were saying pathway, pathway to freedom. They were not saying guilty, guilty, guilty. Or condemnation, condemnation. But an invitation to life, to Zoe, real life, and it's available through Jesus. The Spirit brings clarity to your life. I tell you, when I gave my life to the Lord at 27, things started making sense. And to even think he could redeem the lot, what I call the lost decade from 16, 17 years old to 27, that he could redeem that? Are you kidding me? He could go back, he could reach back in time in some ways and redeem that? It began to bring clarity. I think of it like this. It's like listening to 
a ball game on a radio. You may know what a radio, some of you younger may not know what a radio is, but, <laughs> but a radio, like listening to, I used to grow up, I listened to, to uh, uh, Harry Carey first and Jack Buck, listened to the Card, St. Louis Cardinal games back in, 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 in mid-America. I don't know if there's any more of the Cardinal fans in here, but, but I'd listen to them. And, 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 you know, it's one thing to listen, because I'd played enough baseball, and I played it all the time, to know what was going on on the field, and they'd describe it and all that kind of stuff. You get this feel for it, and your imagination work. But then we got, then they started showing them on TV. I mean, they were showing them on that before I was born. I mean, I'm just trying to date myself too much. But we only had a black and white TV. Three channels. Then in 1978, my dad bought us a color TV. It's a whole new world. And now we have what? 4K, we have all these other things. This is kind of what I think of the Holy Spirit does for us on our journey. At first, it's kind of like listening to it on the radio. Then all of a sudden, it's in black and white. Man, I can see it. All of a sudden, it's color. Whoa. Oh, all of a sudden, it's 4K. When you're following after him, he begins to bring clarity and becomes alive differently. You see, you see sunsets different. You're thankful for the, you got up this morning, gravity worked. You're thankful we're at the same place we were yesterday and we're not freezing to death and we're not burning up. Simple things. You begin to see it differently and clarity. But I believe with all my heart, only the Spirit can penetrate the heart and bring persons face-to-face with the truth about themselves and about Jesus. Fast-talking preacher better not do it. He just needs to bring the truth. But you know I grew up in the car business. Anything I can talk you into, somebody else can talk you out of, I ain't trying to talk you into anything. But what I am is trying to lead you to a place. Where the one, the only one that can change you has got a shot at speaking into your heart and to your life. Holy Spirit empowers the gospel. I love Irv McManus's statement, and I agree with it. When we begin to work in obedience to the Spirit. He said, our spirit creates a spiritual epicenter to which God shakes up the world around us and others come to know him. In obedience, we magnify the presence of God. The epicenter, the ripples of your life as you walk in obedience as the spirit leads you. The good news of the gospel is that we have the same spirit with us, in us, the same spirit that authored creation, the same spirit that came upon David, the same spirit that came upon the judges, the same spirit that came upon the prophets, the one who anointed Jesus at baptism, that same spirit is available to us. But Jesus says to to Nicodemus in John 3, he's talking about the spirit, the Holy Spirit. He says, do you hear it? Nicodemus. Do you hear it? He said, the wind blows where it blows. And where the Spirit is at work, it's undeniable and unmistakable. He goes on to ask Nicodemus, have you ever seen the wind? 
No, but you've seen the effects of the wind. It blows where it blows, when it blows. Are you willing to allow the wind to blow where it wants to blow in your life? Do you hear the Spirit? When the wind blows, it's undeniable. As I listened, as I read Pastor Simone's testimony in the articles, and to hear his wife, I don't know if I'm saying Caritas, I don't know if I've got that. It's close, I know. Somewhere in that, I got the, I got the letters in there, I know. And how she had to forgive those who tried to kill her or kill maybe parts of her family. How she had to forgive. The Spirit's work is undeniable. The effects of that now are ripples of that. As I listened to Pastor Chombo, Dr. Chombo yesterday talking about him growing up in Mozambique in the 70s. And they began to close churches down and began to... Arrest pastors, his dad being one of them. Bringing communism into the country. He said they finally went, the pastors went to the government and said, you can have our schools, you can have our churches, you can have all that. But you will not stop us from preaching the gospel. Matter of fact, it just got louder. (laughs) They just got louder. And what I thought was awesome was, I, I may, I may have to go back and recheck this, but my understanding was when they went under communist uh, version of, of, of dictatorship, the church was at, the Christian church was at about twenty percent. A decade later, when it was no longer there, the church was at about sixty percent of the country. They tried to close it down, and it grew by another forty percent. Undeniable, unmistakable. And when the Spirit's moving, when the Spirit's moving, we get to be a part of that today. We get to watch that in a tangible, tangible way today. So I want to ask Pastor Dana, I don't know if they're there, and then others who are going to come. Let me pray for us as they're coming, and we will continue in our service. Lord, we thank you today for what you're doing in people's lives around the world and in this room. Lord, we pray that these few moments we'll have here are not only memorable for those who are being baptized, but through their testimony, the power of their testimony will touch others' lives for your glory. We pray this in your name, Jesus.